Welcome everyone, you're listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. The music you're hearing is not music that I'm hearing. I'm your host, Pease Del Riz, and joining me is a man who once fought several scorpions, Terry Tan. It was, it was two scorpions. That's still several. It's several <laughs> more than I've ever fought. So, growing up, I always thought that several was seven. Mm, because they start the same way. Yeah. Like wife and Wi-Fi. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it's wireless. Um, well, I hope you don't have a wire on your wife. No, not. Uh, in fact, I inquired about it, and despite the fact that I'm married to her, it yeah. turns out that that doesn't mean that I legally own her, which begs the question: Why marriage? Exactly. Why do you? Why can't You're you own another? You're going into dangerous family? territories this time of year, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a very good point. Uh, for those who don't understand sarcasm, I was making fun of myself. It really does suck that we've reached the point where we need to describe. When we're being satirical and when we're being honest, uh, that other voice you heard, the disembodied voice, was the Eagle at Master Control. This was supposed to be our glorious return to studio. Um, and like, there's a couple of things I've noticed. One is that Terry is terrible at understanding conversations as he Actually, uh, go finish what you say and I'm going to prove you wrong. Go. Um, Terry's, Terry's at home. That's one. We're yeah. in studio. Two. Two versus one. We win. Um, well, Eagles only there. Eagles only there. Countdown just to try and get back into the rhythm, and he ignored it anyways. He started talking on two, so it doesn't matter what I do. I know. E Eagle had no idea. He just he, we told him, and he just decided to walk over. Yeah, good times, good times. So two one, Pease wins. Um, the, the next thing I noticed was I missed the studio so much. Honestly, I forgot how warm it is in this studio in the summertime, um, and I forgot uh, how. Uh, we are just awful, awful pigs. I don't know why we have a set of bejeweled. Uh, what is that? Bunny ears. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. Well, let me get. Let me get back to this. You're kind of glossing over the fact that I pro I'm proving you wrong here. So it's you never said. Really so two versus why is one. A rabbit mask. Eagle. Eagle lives three seconds away from the studio. Still late. FYI. Yeah. Eagle he was lives, late. That's, that he, one. I won't dispute you, Terry. He's still late. <laughs> Eagle lives three seconds away from the studio. So he's just like, oh, we're doing a studio. Let me just walk over. Oh my god. Let me play Pokemon. Let me get my candy out. Whatever. All that shit. Where with me. With you and I, we spoke on the phone, right? Yes. So there's no written confirmation. That's how old we are, by the way. We use the phone as a phone. I, we're fucking old. And not only that, <laughs> is that I was like, am I supposed to go to the studio today? And even my girlfriend told me that she's like, no, I heard the conversation. You never really confirmed the time. You just said, we will get back in the studio. Uh, Terry, Terry, Terry. Yeah, I don't know. It was this week. You're making I would mistake. love. I would Your love. Your girl to would never want you to leave the house. So essentially, that's she lied thing. to you. That's another thing. Maybe. So. That's maybe maybe, that, thing. maybe that's another courageous conversation I'm gonna have to have with her. Yeah, looks like it. Looks like yeah. it. I mean, um, I at the end of the day, would I rather believe her or you? Well, I'm not walks, giving you sex. As she walked in the back of the camera. Yeah, I'd rather believe her. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> um, I will say, Terry, it's probably gonna be a fight laden with less arguments than the conversation about marriage and ownership. Of course. But um, one thing I want to start the show with today is I have a I have a new theory. Um, I think football execs are dumb as fuck. Yes. And we'll talk about why Rich, Rich why, 30, smart. why 31 teams let the Patriots basically get Cam Newton for free. We'll get to that in a second. But the first thing I want to start with is, okay, we talked about this last week. We talked about how changing the name on brands that have, you know, hurtful symbolism, Angemime, or not even necessarily the name, but the, the symbol, uh, changing mm -hmm. it because it might potentially... potentially the, con be, the connotation. You know, yeah, like, we know that that's not the bulk of the fight. At the same time, if you are offending people, what's the big... You know, like, brands change all the time. Ronald McDonald is no longer the creepy clown who haunts your dreams while delivering Big Macs. Uh, they haven't had him in an ad in 20 years. Um, but, you know, for some reason, when it comes to some of these things... T the, the brands seem beholden to that caricature. Now, the one that keeps coming to me to my attention is a team. We've actually been on this before all this movement. I have on this show never once referred to the Washington football team by their actual name. That's I have called true. them the Raceskins the entire time. You know, you, you've, you've said you've been very consistent with Raceskins. But it has come out a few times the Redskins. It slipped. But which is normal for it to come out as the Redskins. It slipped. But it's normal for it to come out as the Redskins only because it's their actual name. But it's actually stupid for it to be their actual name. Yeah, Especially so like, 
today. <laughs> and so one of the things that came up on my Twitter was a video that they put out with a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of native people reacting to the name, talking about how much they loved it, which is the equivalent argument of I know a black guy, I'm not racist. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's a very flawed argument. And here's the thing is um, when you say that the name doesn't matter, then why not change the name? If the name then does matter, tell me why it's so important to you that it's okay that people are hurt by this name. I can understand that in the middle of the season, they've already spent a lot of money on advertising and jerseys and all that stuff. I understand that part of it. But you've also, this has also been a topic for like three years. I think it's been a topic for longer than we've been doing this podcast where people are like, maybe Redskins should change their name. It's actually, it's on a, it's on a Chris Rock skit from the 1980s. And he's like the Washington Redskins. He's like, that's the most racist thing I've ever heard in my life. Chris Rock said it in the eighties. It's one of the, one of his best, one of his best specials. And it's, it's, it's so obvious that it's a bad name. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like the Blackhawks because you're talking about a Hawk that is black. Well, that's a reference to a specific military regiment where the team, the team has a, the, the original owner was part of that air force group. Okay. There you go. So I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah. But their logo is a Native American. I mean, the logo could be touched up a little. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You know, and it's a beautiful jersey, and it's no, there's it nothing racist about it. But then we talk about the Redskins, now how, how racist that is. Then we talk about the Florida State Seminoles and what the fans do in the middle of the game when they do the, the, the chant there. And then I think, uh, what else do we have? The Braves, they have the little uh, the hatchet kind of thing. The, the Cleveland uh, Indians. The a- Cleveland Indians. Depicting, depicting a person who isn't Indian on, with their, a, on their logo. With a red face. Yeah. Indians is how stupid people are for naming their team Indians. It's how stupid people are for calling Native Americans Indians. Yeah. The reason why they're called Indians, and if you've read a fucking a blog once in a while, and that's all it takes, is the reason why they're called Indians is because Christopher Columbus thought that he was going to India, and like he ended up... fucking idiot that he is. Which, yeah. by the way, overrated. Christopher Columbus, overrated. You were shit at sea. You got lucky to get to America, a land you discovered even though people were already here. By accident. You, you thought you were in another place miles fucking away. And then there's the whole, like, let's not even get into why Christopher Columbus is problematic. But anyway. So, so Native Americans around, look a sorry. lot different. Sorry, you go one sec. And Native Americans look very different than Indian people. Correct. Like, completely different. The so only thing the- they have in common is... That they're not white. Correct. Great observation, Terry. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's the only thing they have in common. So, so the big thing this time around for the, the whole Redskin debate is that now money is starting to talk, right? Yeah. So large sponsors are threatening to pull their sponsorship of the mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah. Nike's been involved. FedEx is saying that they don't want their name associated with the stadium anymore. Good for There's them. apparently talk about how they're not going to be able to move to a new stadium if they don't change the team name. So hypothetical, hypothetical situation what if the Redskins no longer have jerseys because Nike refuses to print them? Well, the NFL owns the the, uh, the Nike's uh, sponsors the NFL. It's not a specific team. It's not like yeah. college college football. Okay, yeah, exactly, they produce yeah. jerseys for thirty one teams. Yeah, but, they, and they, but they, they, they say nope. Go ahead and void our contract. So so Nike. So but the thing is that they'll probably if they try to void their contract, they'll probably get fucking. They'll probably have to pay a huge penaly. Yeah, but the, there's plenty of lawyers that are honest, smarter than Dan Snyder and smarter than us that to, figured to be honest, this out. Nike is if a company is going to do that, Nike is that company, right? They've yeah. they've always been the company to take the controversial stance. They were their foundations were setting up illegal sponsorship booths at the Olympics. So yeah, I mean, exactly. they're not afraid of controversy. Yeah. Um, but here's another flawed argument, and and we'll get into the news and right after this, um, I'll, and I'll address this one to Eagle, just because. I know Terry's been repentant, but uh, we'll get to, we'll get Terry's reaction well, I mean, second secondarily. To a certain extent, we'll get we'll get we'll get Eagles first. Uh, here's an argument we heard about a specific quarterback not being signed. That is it worth the circus? Well, is it worth the circus to keep your team name? It wasn't worth the circus <laughs> to bring in a quarterback who affects wins and losses on the field. Yeah. But it apparently is worth the circus to not change your name, even though we've seen a team in Washington go from bullets to wizards. Both names are trash, by the way, but they did that. So we know that it can be done. We know that it's a, it's a very easy thing to change. It's do you want to do it or not? And Dan Snyder is a billionaire, and we call him stupid, but 
the guy's smart to a certain extent to be able to you know to achieve such you know wealth and whatever it is to run a business he can't be an idiot but he has to be so fucking tone deaf and so stupid and this proves why the redskins are pro- honestly i can compare them as as, sh- as shitty as, organ- as an organization as the cleveland browns they're up there they're definitely they're up there, there. and when i, I would when say I think, in recent history the browns actually are a better organization than the no i think the redskins have made the playoffs more the browns have made the playoffs in like no but we, we can we can evaluate years. the browns draft picks in the last two years and say well, okay it's better yeah and and you know they've done some interesting things in free agency and anyway yeah. that's not neither here nor there no but just to say is that i can compare them to the browns like the redskins haven't really done anything successful they haven't been able to go get big free agents other than alex smith um all they've always relied on the draft they haven't really done much. I can't remember. And I play them. My team plays them twice a year. And it's like, I don't know. Like, they're not a threat to me. You know what I mean? They're not a threat to anybody in the NFL. So maybe it's time that you do change things. And maybe you'll start getting the free agents that you should be getting if you do something different. Maybe Cam Newton would have taken even a bigger pay cut. Segway. A bigger pay cut to play for the Redskins because they went and did something that is pro whatever. For sure, and Dan Snyder is one of those saying that you know that would just be a symbolic gesture, kind of like removing the statue of George Preston Marshall, a <laughs> symbolic gesture that was the right time to put to to, to put that statue to rest. And now we can finally segue, Terry, because ah, Terry, it's the news. It's the one thing I didn't miss. The, are we playing the music? Or it's currently playing, but you can't hear it. Can you play? Can you hear? I can hear it. it is oh. So now I'm the I'm the guest. Remember when we're always in the studio and we're like, can they hear this? And they're like, he's like, no, they can't hear now this. Now you know what can and cannot be heard on the show. I can't hear anything. For sure. Uh, Terry, it's the news. I don't know if you knew that based on the music you couldn't hear but, or me screaming <laughs> at you that it was the news. But it's the news. Cam Newton finally signs. And here's another example of how it is that these people who are exceptionally talented at business, exceptionally yeah. successful, but how short-sighted can they be how do you let the patriots just with no money no cap space available take the minuscule amount that they have and get themselves a quarterback who's three years removed from being mvp do we know if any other teams made any offers because from what i saw i don't think any of the teams made offers. that was a thing no other team made an offer now there's a couple things to consider first is he was released late in the free agency schedule yeah that makes sense so some some other teams already made a decision on a quarterback uh, Panthers were changing coach, and then they did decide to go do a clean sweep. Can I just say something on that? If you're in the NFL and you're a GM or a coach or something, you have a pretty good idea what other teams are going to do. It's not a we surprise. All, like, we talked about in the show that Cam Newton was likely going to be released. Yeah, so to say that people made plans anticipating that this was, oh, I would, never could have figured it out, that's bullshit. If they wanted him, they would have signed him, or they would have got made a th- some, and, did something so at like, least. So which team which team should have signed him, please? So Miami Dolphins Play devil's going, advocate. The Miami Dolphins are going to the season with a thirty-eight year old quarterback from Harvard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um They also just drafted Tua. Which Thank is fine. Tua. But but if you because t- Tua is gonna be injured to start the season anyway. Um yeah. and he'll be injured in his career anyway. Yeah, potentially. But uh, w- whether he is or not, you know for this season he's not playing sixteen games, he might not even play it a down for you this season. If you sign Cam Newton and he's great, you have A, an asset you can trade, B, two assets you can trade, uh-huh. or C, a quarterback for the next five or six years. You think Cam Newton's a quarterback for the next five or six years? I, I don't know that. I'm saying, let's see, he plays all 16 games and, and is playing up to the, the, the level of his MVP season. I've always been a fan of Cam Newton, and it didn't make sense to me that uh, – how he hadn't found a team. And I love, and I think everybody's been saying it for, it's been a month, at least a month now. Everybody's saying the Patriots are going to sign him. The Patriots are going to sign him. And do I feel bad for Jared Stidham? No, because you know why? He's going to make millions watching Cam Newton play. And everybody's like, oh, but they drafted Stidham. It's a slap in the face of Stidham, whatever, all this shit. Cam Newton deserves to be in the NFL as a starter. Also, he it's how, better. It's how He's the better. NFL has always worked since ever. If you have a chance to go out and get a guy an asset you're sure of versus one you're not, why yeah. wouldn't you do it? And Alex, the intern, said he comes with baggage. What baggage does Cam oh, Newton but that's just because with? people don't like the fact that he's showy and doesn't tote the company line. They want to hear but, quarterbacks give garbage answers at uh, at press conferences. They want to hear but, Andrew Luck being all like, oh, shucks. Gee, uh, baggage to me. Gee, guys. Gee, guys. Hey, guys. I mean, that's great. Baggage to me is you have 
Uh, you've Murder. had drug problems. Rape. You've literally Drugs. murdered somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've had drug problems. You've been arrested. You, you know, you're not a good locker room guy. Uh, uh, teammates have called you out. You, you're always on, you're negative on, on social media. You're, Antonio Brown is the definition of baggage. And even then, like, Cam Newton doesn't have any of that. So, like, like before all the stories broke on, on Antonio Brown, we said on the show, like, okay, well, it's nothing criminal. Since then, of course, not paying people and treating people generally shittily yeah. um, has revealed that he kind of is a, d- a dickhead. But that's not the case with Cam Newton at all. Yeah. I just I don't understand the price tag. Like, it makes... They got away with such theft, yeah. and I'm surprised that Cam even agreed to it. I mean, it must, it must have been his literally only offer, yeah. well, and this, this is, is incentive bonus like base and everything. But yeah. playing for incentives when you're 30 years old and well, established is, in the sorry. No, well, this is my point: is that Cam Newton, it's his best option is to go to the Patriots because if he's successful, they're gonna keep him around. They they're not gonna let him go if he's successful. If he's not successful. Okay. Well, if they decide, I think he's going to be successful. Let's say he sucks. Okay. Next year, he's going to be able to get another contract with somebody. Somebody else is going to sign him. He knows he's going to be playing. As a starter, though, or as a backup? Maybe not as a starter. Most likely as a backup if he sucks. But he's not going to suck. We know Cam Newton. All he needed was some guidance. As he's soon never, as- by the way, he's never actually sucked. He's had seasons where he hasn't been as good. He's yeah. Like somebody no commented, I, I posted Cam Newton um, when he signed, I posted the, the, the clip. And and one of our fans said, "Oh, fifty nine percent completion percent uh, uh, rating." Yeah. Okay, one that's like pretty much. I think it's like just below average the NFL. Two, what like, what are you considering? Are you considering his MVP season? Are you considering the same season when he brought his team to the Super Bowl, basically single handedly? His, his last full season where they didn't make the playoffs, he had a sixty nine point seven completion. Percent. Exactly. So what are you considering? Are you considering the, the two games where he was banged up and he tried to force himself to play? Then the team said, "Finally, you know, don't play." Like, what are you considering when you look at fifty nine percent? He's and also the me, best red zone running back I've ever seen. He's a very good player, and he. The thing is, you saw Cam Newton progress mm-hmm. when he hit his when he got his MVP. The next year, he wasn't great. The year after that, he started playing. He started playing well again, but it was a slower incline than it was before. And he's still young. I don't know. I think he's like Eagle. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's like 29 years old. Yeah, he is very young. Hold on. I think he turns 30 either in the season or at the start of the season. He's so currently 30, 31. Actually, 31. He was born okay. May 89. He's a he's he's literally in the prime of his quarterback career. Yeah. You know, Given that we've is, seen from quarterbacks recently, like Tom Brady is still playing, and and you know Peyton Manning well, we, played into his late thirties, and we could like, talk about all the twenty-four-year-olds that are doing well, like Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes and and mm-hmm. Dak New, uh, Dak Prescott and whoever. But I most teams Dak don't New. have that. Most teams it's don't hard. have those quarterbacks. You can argue he's putting on miles because of all the contact he's taken, right? Like mm-hmm. basically exactly that playing as a running back. So he's probably not going to get to as far as the traditional pocket passers who are like, my body is a temple, don't yeah. touch me type of guys. But I just I mean, that still doesn't hate. mean he's anywhere close to being finished. Like I can see him playing for another three, four, five years easy. Yeah, and then maybe tail end of his career, yeah. he's not a starter. But Remember he's that definitely one- a starting caliber quarterback right now. Remember that one time though on Prime TV he didn't die for a fumble and that was a Super Bowl. He's the worst Super player ever. Yeah, I know that was a joke. That's what I was yeah. gonna say is that everybody just hates on the guy for because why? Because he wore a jumper because he's flashy when he wears his clothes at his press conference. Because Bro, you think Belichick's gonna start dressing better now? Questions. No, like, I saw I hoodies. Saw, I saw a meme today and it's like. Uh, would you rather dress like Bill Belichick for a full season or Cam Newton? And it's a picture of Bill Belichick with his cutoff hoodie, nothing under, and cutoff shorts. So you basically like you're you're an inch away from his junk. Yeah. A, Honestly, look, dude. like I said, as for the clothing and all that, like let let him be him. If if it's it close. was if it was like grounds to be to not have a job because you dress fly, I would have been cut from this podcast. When it first started. So. so the thing is, Cam Newton actually put effort into his clothes. Where I look at other quarterbacks, like I love the guy, Tony Romo. The guy wore an overgrown suit every fucking press conference. Yeah, he looked like he was wearing his dad's suit. Yeah. All Andrew, times. Luck, Andrew Luck wore a V-neck t-shirt that was dirty with spaghetti. With a neck beard. With, with a, a neck beard. beard. So, Thank God CBS Newton... is a good uh, department day for dressing him up. Because <laughs> now he looks fly. Yeah. Well, yeah, Tony Romo now. Smoke show. But Cam Newton also, like he, at least he, he cares and he puts an effort into his clothes. Marshawn Lynch wears a backpack and sweatpants. Nobody says anything. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just people just it's, love to complain. People don't, it's it, the weirdest thing to me is most people are employees, but when it comes to professional sports, they take the side of the, the not the employees but the employers. And we yeah. saw that with Major League Baseball. Here's the thing that I find, and we'll do this quickly before we segue to the next topic. Um, 
one of the things that I found amazing about the baseball's return to play plan, Terry, was do you, 42, sorry, yeah, 42% of the Major League Baseball is making under this threshold of value. Guess what the salary is? Two million. With, with this new, it is not. The Eagles said a million. He is very okay, wrong. So say, repeat the question again. So 42% of, of the Major League Baseball players yes. during the shortened season okay. are going to be making under this amount of money. Select that amount. Fill in the blank. Am I technically right? I'm gonna no, say, not even close. I'm gonna they're, say, they're making more than a million. No. I'm going to say 150000 Well, I guess. But. I'm going to say 150000 Terry's closer. Um, 42% of players will be making under $100,000. The reason, so the reason why I guess right, that, anyway. that low, yeah, I think the hammer. The reason why I guess that low is because I know that in the their agreement, the in their agreement in their negotiations, the the higher paid players were going to take pay cuts, and the lower ones weren't going to take pay cuts because they want them all to reach a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So I figured the lower guys wouldn't be getting. Wouldn't well, be because getting the way it works in baseball is, um, first of all, they keep you in the minors as long as possible. And own your rights the entire time you're in the minors, as long as you're on the 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. Then you, they own your, your your contract, your minor league contract scaled to the majors, which is not much, which is between sixty dollars to $150,000. That salary is renewable for three years. Then you go through arbitration for three years. So for six years, you don't control your destiny. And the owners are making it seem like the players are greedy in disagreement. Oh my which God. Is it makes no sense. Patently absurd. It makes no sense. The uh, CEO of Barstool, she posted a picture of uh, the amount of profits um, that MLB teams make uh, compared to the amount that they spend on payroll. And it's, there's a massive gap there. And, a massive gap. And that's what they publish. Because they're, most of them are not, are, don't actually publish like actual figures. Yeah, because and that's a big point of contention in, in the collective bargaining agreement is that yeah. they don't release their profits to players. Any um, group that has Jeffrey Loria on on it, I'll automatically I assume that they're trying to screw you over. Automatically. Jeffrey Loria, David Sampson. Uh, I think we need to say this once per, per show. You are human garbage. Yes. Fuck themselves. That's it. That's it. Um, Barstool Sports finds themselves in the news, as they often do. Yeah. Um, it's complicated. There's a skit from over a decade ago, where Dave Portnoy uses the president of Barstool Sports uses the N word in a comedy. Oh yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know this. Absolutely. They um, he also referred to Colin Kaepernick as looking like a member of ISIS. I saw that one. Yeah. I mean, so that the two separate things. One, um, one is it probably in poor taste, but is very clearly a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one. While in just look, we know we we say it all the time, Terry. Like, if we had a motto in F, in in uh, Hot Sauce Studios, it would be you could say anything you want, don't be sexist, don't be racist, don't be homophobic. Like, that's so that's, why the fuck is Eagle here? <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. Hey, listen, all I said, nope, was the nope, no, no, nope, you didn't say it, nope, it never happened. And good thing we didn't have a big viewership back then because nobody's gonna be able to find it. Are you learning anything during this time? I'm just trying to defend myself, Barstool. Style. Please don't. And so, and and to Eagle's point, and we'll play this clip right now. Well, no, we won't play it because Terry can't hear it. I'll just describe the clip instead. Can't hear it. Oh yeah, it's true. Dave Dave Portnoy was. I mean, I can play he's it, doubling down and no, don't play it. It's fine. He's doubling down and insisting that um, it wasn't racist. It's being taken out of context. I don't think there's a context where. Um, Wait, which one? The the N word or the N word? Where you can use that? Yeah. Barstool as a company has now responded you with a new podcast with their minority, uh, with some of their minority uh, talent. Talent? Yeah, thank you. It's a word. Oh, employees, uh, employees. If you have a podcast on a Barstool, you're an employee. Well, yeah. So they they, they are some of their minority employees. They started a podcast where it's essentially the N word, where it's an acronym, as sort oh, of wow. like a way to taunt. The, the media. Who did that? Do you know who's Barstool on? Sports. Do you know who's on it? I don't remember. It was a press con- it was a press release I saw this morning and I haven't seen it since. Eagle, you can look that up while we're talking. Um and the thing is is that No look, way they that, did that. That's kind of, yeah that is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's called uh now it's gonna get extremely real. Yeah. I'm not gonna okay, spell it. Don't okay, spell who, it. who's doing who's doing the show? Is it the two uh, guys? Willie Colin and Brandon Newman. Oh okay two black guys. I believe it's Willie Cologne. It's Cologne, yeah, not Colon. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. 
not the thing that you're going to have a problem with when you're older. Exactly. Yeah. From and eating all that candy. Have a with. Um, so it was two black guys. Okay. So I thought it was going to be like Big Cat and PFT. No, no, no. You know, like, In fact, I have to say, I have to give them credit. Um, PFT actually admonished uh, Barstool and, and yeah. said, look, I didn't even know this was part of the company's past. And no, I don't support it whatsoever. And yeah, Barstool, he wrote a blog about out, it, yeah. Barstool put out his article saying mm-hmm. that. So it's kind of cool that on both sides that he's comfortable enough to criticize his boss who's not apologizing for it. And then they put out the articles. It's not like he put it out on a third party. He, they put yeah. that on the Barstool site. So the so, thing is, with PFT, he's very, he's always been like that. And Portnoy, too. I mean, he kind of falls on his own shield. Right? So it's like he's, he's, he's controversial. And it's the reason why everybody likes him. It's the reason why a lot of people hate him. And mm-hmm. if he said the, I didn't see it. Obviously, he said the N-word. I'm, I'm not going to jump on and say that whatever okay it was funny all that stuff i didn't hear the context the colin kaepernick one was stupid because he starts it off with saying this he goes uh i'm gonna say something racist and then big cat's like well don't say it he's like he's like you're gonna say it and he he says it i can picture big cat saying don't say it he's like don't say it he's like but you're gonna say it and then he said it and it's like because he just he doesn't give a shit, right? He just like he yeah. speaks his mind, well, and, which is and, fine. And so, like, that's also how he built his empire, right? Like, he built his empire, yeah. but now there's sponsorship dollars going to Barstool, and now he's not the sole owner of Barstool. So, it is curious to see what's going to happen moving forward. I yeah. don't. The one thing I will say is the I, I think there are parts of quote unquote cancel culture that are important. I think there mm-hmm. are important conversations we haven't always had. However. What seems that what seems to be more important in his conversations is you go out, you get the guy in trouble, and it's like let's make the problem disappear instead of let's address the actual problems. Yeah, let's that's address it. So, the problem yeah. why people don't understand cancel culture, man. You don't like I don't like I don't like what you're saying, so you should not have a job. You should not be able to say whatever the fuck you want. And well, we don't have we don't have free speech in Canada, but in yes, we do. No, we don't. We don't have free speech. In the Definition of okay, let's not get into it's this not here. protected by a constitution the way it's exactly it's yeah. Fine. Like Eagle, you and I can say whatever the fuck we want, but if there's somebody that that there's somebody we can't go to jail. We can go to jail for what we say. Is basically what I'm saying. We depending can go to on court. What you say, but yeah. yeah. But depending on what you say, but I but you can walk around the states and say anything say you it. want. Don't, Don't say for, it. For example, no, in the United States, in the United States, it is legal to have a white supremacist group called the KKK. Exactly because. Their words are protected by free speech. Their yeah. actions, however, are not. And when they're caught, they're, pun- they're punished. Nor are the ramifications, right? You can say what you want, but you don't have, we're not going to serve you. You're not, a, I'm not going to work for me, whatever it is. That's Whereas, he, you know, in Canada, you can be arrested for hateful speech. Yep. Is with the distinction, Terry. And there's been Supreme Court cases, and I'm not going to get into Yeah, that. and there's also people that have gotten sued for saying, for, make, for saying the R word. You know what I mean? And it's like, not Redskins. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was literally gonna make that joke <laughs> no but there's people that there's a comedian mike ward he's been sued because he made fun of a guy in a wheelchair and he said the r word and he got sued and he had to pay i don't know how much it was it was like 50k or whatever it was he yeah he sued for that too and everything they're still in the yeah. court battle but like that's fucked up man like, like at a comedy show on top of that by the way went to if i go to a comedy show and i don't like what the guy's saying i leave yeah you know what I mean? Like, it's just like I don't have to follow Donald Trump if I don't like what he's saying. But most of the people that follow Donald Trump don't like Donald Trump. You know what I mean? People want to be outraged all the fucking time, and they just do it well, because that's, that's my you know, main issue. Is, is the be mad all the fucking time? That's my issue. Is that the the outrage is more important than the actual? So like, we're not having a lot of cases. We've moved on from what were meaningful conversations about race, meaningful conversations about police brutality. Meaning, like we've we stopped our general programming for a couple of weeks so that we could get black voices heard on our show, so that yeah. we can have meaningful discussions about it and our experience and our experience with friends and and, and colleagues uh, who have different life experiences than us. But then what happens is when you start focusing on uh, sort of the the, the sexier and less important aspects of this like if you scrub it from history you're not learning from history right like if you just make dave portnoy go away there's just going to be another dave portnoy you just need to hold him accountable for what he he's said. not he's not going away the guy is well, a he, fucking uh, machine I, I think, in his case he won't go away because he it, won't go away and he shouldn't go away the guy has done he's he's basically reinvented the internet 
Yeah, I yeah. think I mean, to his point, there part of his whole little three-minute uh, tirade, I guess I'll call it or whatever, um, he says at one point, he's like, you can take anyone, go in their Twitter history, go to their text messages, go find 100%. something they did online, and you're going to find something that's probably distasteful in today's culture. 20 years ago or whenever it was, it was totally fine at that point in time. Does it make it right? Probably not, but it was considered acceptable. And the same thing happened with, for example, James Gunn at Disney, right, the director yeah. of Guardians of the Galaxy. Someone went back 10 years, found shit that he was doing when he was doing like, like stupid comedy skits and basically called him out on it and he had to do a gigantic statement saying yeah back then i thought that was funny now it's kind of different and everything because yeah. i've grown and matured as a person so why are you holding me to a but we're also back then, we're, right? but we're also the first we're the first streaming generation yeah we're the first generation like when my kids watch the office i'm gonna have to explain how that worked in in 2006, the way it won't work in 2046, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I know. The fact that I'm giving myself to live to 2046 is crazy. But, yeah, it's not. Um, the we second know episode ever, like Cultural Day? Yeah. You can't film but that so, anymore. Like, they did that yeah, exactly. Cultural Day, you cannot do that anymore. But they did that on purpose to push the boundaries, right? And, and like, if yeah. you know anything about the creators, and I know, I know this, and I, I've kind of guided my comedic principles on the same idea. I've heard Mike Schur talk about this in interviews where he says, well... You can make fun of difficult subject matter, but you don't want to make the the oppressed the butt of the joke. You want to make the oppressed come out ahead. So you exactly. make you make Michael Scott the joke, but yeah. he's making fun of diversity. But in reality, we're all laughing at the idiot who doesn't understand diversity. Yeah, just like like South Park. South Park fucking crosses that line every episode. They've been on TV forever. If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's pretty much what it is. They're they purposely like that, though. They, yeah, they but, specifically yeah. put it out there to be like, you have to deal with this now because, Grant, guess what? We're going to be in the news. And well, also, and they, they, and also they, make fun, they make fun of PC. They make fun of PC culture and they make fun of white America more than anybody does. Though. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing is it's it's satire. What we do is satire. What South Park does is satire. Like you need to take that with a grain of salt. I know it's obviously uh, when, when I'm defending the right to free speech, it's obviously because we have a show, but. Look, it's it's legitimately we we have this show because it's what we believe. Yeah. Uh, Terry, you and I might fall on the opposite side of this. There is uh, a a fight between uh, Jorge Masvidal. I almost called him George. After George. doing all this thing, people call him George. People call him George. Ben Askren. I know, I know, him. but his name is Jorge Masvidal. Eat in the face for after in, in ten seconds. Yeah. Um. And and Dana White going at it in the media. He's the latest of the rising stars in UFC complaining about uh sort of the the monetary compensation these guys have short careers um and did they want to maximize the, it as much as possible dana white's response is that this isn't a career but rather an opportunity did you hear the clip yes you heard it okay because you can play i've heard it before if you want if you want to hear it you can hear it and then I, i've heard the clip yeah i did my so, best to break it down am i missing any details so uh no you're, you're good so far i just wanted to make sure that you heard it so so the reference is, is that Hori Masvidal signed a contract. Okay, he signed an eight-fight deal. He's one fight into that deal. So he has seven fights left. He signed that contract this year. Okay, well, in the last six months. And now he's asking for more money. That's kind of bullshit. It's kind of bullshit for the UFC. And But now there's two, there's two schools of thought here, okay? One is Hori Masvidal, since that one fight, has become a bigger star and probably earns more, Which is the point? more money. That I was gonna make is but so that's at why that point you don't sign long term deals. Well, but, but eagle, but but here, but eagle, the thing is, is that in 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 sports leagues, there's not a, there's not really any other options, right? So, well, I mean, well, yes. no, but with the NBA, yes, you can play in 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 Europe. So, in China, you can play in Europe, but you're gonna get paid nothing compared to what you make in the NBA, right? But the NHL, same thing. There's the KHL, but you're going to make more in the NHL. The mm -hmm. NFL, you can play in the CFL, but you'll make much more money in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You could fight Bellator, but you're going to make more money in UFC. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the chief difference between all these things is that those leagues have a commissioner appointed by the owners. Mm -hmm. These guys have an owner who acts as commissioner. Mm -hmm. Second, No, he is, technically he's not a commissioner. He he's, he's the president he and acts fight as commissioner. Well, yeah, okay. So he's president and fight promoter. So the, the thing is, he's the guy that promotes every single fight. He has the ability to drain you. He has the ability to promote you, to, to make you a star. You can see, like, oh, what's his name? Uh, the first fighter ever, first MMA fighter ever on Sports Illustrated was Roger Huerta. Okay. Roger Huerta started going, uh, not bad on the UFC, but he kind of said some things about the UFC that they didn't like. All of a sudden, the first fighter ever, ever on the Sports Illustrated was on the undercard. And eventually, 
he teetered away and nobody spoke about him. If you don't know Roger Waters' story, it's a very interesting story because he was probably one of the the biggest stars the UFC had seen that they just said, fuck you, you want to go against us? He was the first major star, if I'm not mistaken. Not first, but he was like Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, like back in those days. But out of the new way, new age UFC, when after, uh, like after 2003, when that uh, Forrest Griffin and uh, Stephen Bonner, when they basically saved, saved the organization, when they started going up and they had the ultimate fighter and stuff like that, Roger Huerta was the star. Yeah. So, and so just to say is that Dana White has the ability to, to, to drown people, to bring them down. He also has the ability to pump you up. And so Jorge Masvidal right now, he's 34 years old. He has a daughter. He wants more money. He wants to be able to retire. Now, Dana White's coming out and saying this isn't a career. And he's partially right. He's partially right because it's not a career to the point where I don't owe you anything. You know what I mean? I don't owe you like you're you're a fighter. You're a contractor. Well, what he, I mean, what I don't know, man. Him. I get I get a lot of LinkedIn messages that start with "I have a great opportunity for you," but I consider <laughs> it a career move. What, so what, he says it's a good opportunity, and it is a good opportunity. But to Jorge Masvidal's uh, point is that he's been fighting for the last 16 years of his life as a professional fighter. So Dana White doesn't know anything about fighting. He knows about promoting fights. He's been involved for 30 years, but he doesn't know anything about the actual fight itself. And Jorge Masvidal's career, all these guys, all they do is fight. That's their career. They're career fighters, career football players, career hockey players. These guys are career fighters. But that's my point. So, like, you see that that or that Dana White doesn't owe them anything. He has a giant house and an ass ton of money that he's never got punched in the face for, right? Oh, no, 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 he was, like a punch. In the no, face no, he bo- he boxed earlier, but whatever. But, but Dana, but that's we're not, not going to talk about. Him as much. He's currently making money off other people getting punched in the face. I think, Absolutely. I think, I think to the to Terry's point, when they signed the agreement for an eight fight deal. There was an expectation on Masvidal's side in terms of where his, quote, career was going to go. And he thought it was going to basically be exactly how it is, right? And just continue so, on. Exactly. But over that period of time, whether you can say Dana White did it himself or it happened organically. But or also, but, took where, over, but what are big fast. But what and are now Masvidal's, he's basically negging on his contract. But what are Masvidal's options when he's negotiating that contract? I would and say also, his can, agent and his lawyers fucked up big time. And all, but but aside from that, Eagle, but it's also different because again, you're looking at it through pro sports prism, where you know when you're if you sign a three year NBA contract, you know the age at which you're going to run through that contract. Yep. Oregon Masvidal does not control when he fights. Uh, this there's, might, there's something. This might be the last contract he signs because Dana White might just might not give him the fights until he's forty years old. Well, that's the thing. That's what people do. And Don King was was notorious for doing that. Notorious for doing that. But how and often do we think of Don, of Don King as a nice person? No yeah. one thinks that Don King is a good person. I actually met Don King once. Was his hair as crazy in person as it was? It was. I, I should find awesome. that picture. I was working at Rogers at the time, and he was outside. He was promoting a fight at the radio station at, at downstairs at Bonaventure. And I went outside, outside to meet him. And he had screwed, kind of screwed over... Um, a Montreal Greek fighter named Hercules Kivelos. He signed him four fights and kind of buried him a bit. So I said, what happened with Hercules Kivelos? You know, and I kind of put him on the spot and uh, he kind of just like smooth talked his way out of it, like really quickly. You should have got yeah. his contact info so we could have had him on the show. Oh, this was like eight years ago. I know. You should have had the force. <laughs> no, so back, so back to my point. you don't sign long-term deals, Terry. <laughs> no, exactly. In the future. There's, there's two schools of thought. So there's Jorge Masvidal. So the Jorge Masvidal signed a contract. Too bad, so sad. This is what you're going to get paid for the next eight fights. At the end of at around seven fights, we'll renegotiate your next contract, which I understand completely from UFC. Now, the UFC is saying we don't make money at the gate. We don't make money uh, on concessions. We don't make money this. We don't make money on this. We don't make money on this because there's no fans. Fine. Jorge Masvidal has never in his contract and not one fighter sees a penny, sees a penny of the from people show at the gate, from right, people right. showing up to the arenas. So why the fuck is that your negotiation? And that's the point that that's the part where I kind of lose it a little bit on Dana White, where he always does this. If you go against him, he, he's always in the media. He's always he'll, he he never says no to a fucking microphone. So he's always going to be talking. And Jorge Masvidal, all he has is maybe going on Errol Hawani show, maybe hopefully coming on ours one day, going on Lebertard. Or even fuck, or just his Twitter account. So we don't really know what the full story is. All I know is that Dana White has a point to the point where we negotiated your contract. We're a business. We're not going to just spend money to spend money. So like, Dude, I, 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 used to, I was like, well, I'm I'm getting punched in the face. I want to be able to renegotiate my contract right now. Yeah. So like, I've I I've always respected what Dana White did because he took a sport that was essentially illegal. I love Dana White turned, for it. And turned, sorry. I love Dana White for that, and yeah, I love absolutely. Dana White in general. He, he made it. He made it mainstream, and he, he he's grown it to the point where it is. However, 
at this point, he's more ego than talent because he's not the guy knocking someone out with a flying knee in the first eight seconds of the fight. Yeah. That's Jorge Masvidal. He, that's the talent. Your talent is John Bones Jones. Your talent is Conor McGregor. You're yeah. not the talent. Nope. I tell you what, at this point, Dana White, if you disappear, nobody's going to give a fuck about you. We will still watch UFC, though. Uh, um, yes, I will watch the UFC for will, sure. Will, will it stop you from watching UFC if, if Dana White's not there? It won't stop me from watching the UFC, but I will I I will see a problem with the UFC in the future if Dana White's not involved and he doesn't do the things that he does on a daily basis, then I will I do see that the UFC will not be as successful. Because you I don't know. think anybody runs that business like like Dana White can. I think Dana White runs it perfectly. He runs it like a business. He also runs it like a fight promotion. He takes he also care of his fighters. He doesn't need to speak to the media though. I think he, like No, no, but he has to speak to the media. If he doesn't speak to the media, nobody's watching. And he knows that. He knows. I that. guess. I just. I'm worn out. I, to me, it's always the same thing. He, he has one note that guy. he plays, and he just constantly, constantly, like you disagree with him. He calls you a pussy. Oh, congratulations! You know what a pussy looks like. The thing Congrats, is, with Dana, Dana White, White is that I've seen a pussy once too, and then I married her. I the only the only one thing I don't like about Dana White is how he goes after people that he just might not like. Like what he did to Ariel Hawani was fucking garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the part of Dana White that I don't like. Yeah, we should try to get Ariel on. That's like that's like one we might be able. Well, to there is an on. avenue that I can take. I'll see yeah. if I can. I can get All it. right, boys. My favorite topic: rapid fire. Of course. Why would you even want to work? <laughs> he wants to All go right. home, play Pokemon, and eat candy. Uh, there actually is an event coming up, so I'm very excited for it. Okay, you're getting a camera. We're gonna get you a camera. You're gonna fucking record yep. properly. Make everything no. content, please, and not on an Android. No. Uh, news car forgiven. Last week we were on the show when the news broke announcing that the news found in Bubba Wallace's garage was not a hate crime targeting the sport's lone black driver. More news has come out since then, including yeah. the picture of what it looks like. Holy fuck, it's a noose. It's like, a noose. who ties rope like that? So here's the thing. So I understand it might not have been destined for Bubba Wallace, but um, there's only one garage in all of NASCAR where there's a noose. There's only one city where that noose was tied. That city has a terrible history of racism. If the nut was tied into a swastika, we would also have a problem with it. Of course. Don't tie a noose in a, a professional. If, if I have a noose at my desk, I will get in trouble. If Eagle has a noose at his desk, we'll be like, Eagle, what the fuck? Terry, your thoughts. My thoughts. If I have a noose at my desk, ask me what's wrong. <laughs> ask me if I like interesting masturbation. Was it? you guys think maybe it was a good dude just trying David, to like... David, Ca David Carradine. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe it was David Carradine's garage. Do you know, know the story? No one, on know team, the story. <laughs> no one on his team wants to admit it. They're like, nope, wasn't me. Nope, got to be racist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't a Eagle, sex thing. It was racism, I swear. Eagle, Eagle do you know the story of David Carradine? Uh, How he died? My head. Nope, but do, we don't do you have know time. who David Carradine is? Uh, nope. You ever see Kill Bill? Of course. He plays Bill. And the fire is done. Uh, so, Demar the ridiculous. Jesus, it's hard to say. Uh, Demar Derozan. Well, of the dude, San Antonio, maybe you should read these ahead of time. Demar Derozan of the San Antonio Spurs has said that he finds the NBA safety protocols to be quote frustrating and overwhelming. Your thoughts? Um, I I don't know. Like it, it is what it is. But to be honest, of all the plans, it's the one that seems the like it's going to work the best. Um, the owner the. The top journalists had to give a percentage of each league's chances of starting and finishing the season. Agent Wojnarowski was like after the NBA. He said a 90% chance it finishes and a 100% chance the league is starting up. Compared to Jeff Passan's thoughts on the MLB where it was 5% and 10%. So um, I think I think it's, it's probably the best plan. I can see well that it could be... These are protocols that are tough and annoying and draining. That said... Motherfucker, you're in Disneyland. You know what I wouldn't give to be in Disneyland for free? Like, I'm not even playing the millionaire card. I'm playing the Disneyland card. There's so <laughs> many rides I've never seen. I haven't been there since I was a kid. So I've never, I've never been to Disneyland. Oh. Disneyland or Disney World? Uh, either. I've been oh to Universal God, Studios. I've been, I've been go. There. Go now. Like, get I mean, on a plane. Just go. I mean, I'm not, I'm not four. I'm not four, you know? Like. Yeah, but uh, we can go to Epcot and drink drink around the world, though. Okay, I'll, I'll go to that one. Yeah, to put it in perspective, <laughs> um, in the NHL, the Canucks had to have a meeting today with uh, Jake Verdonin because apparently he was caught at a nightclub on Instagram, totally Ooh. just hitting up chicks, and they're like, "Yo, you're supposed to be quarantining. We got a season coming up. What the fuck are you doing? It's, it's not gonna last. Like, as guys long as he's not at that party in Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get Pro there. 
Pro athletes, pro athletes will violate quarantine, hundred percent. All right. Uh, Olympian. Oh, I skipped one. Schedule talk. The NFL looks to remove some of its preseason and move some games back. The regular season is, seems untouched for now, but that's still kind of being all figured out. Um, are we going to have an NFL season? I mean, I don't know what I'm going to gamble on in fall if we don't have an NFL season, so I selfishly hope there is. Um, that said, the, the NFL seems to be the greatest risk of contamination. Uh, it, there's guys huddled to, literally huddled together. There's a lot of people on the roster. Um it the, it does look like they're going to have the benefit of time to see what happens with to the other leagues. But at the same time, this is good for the players because it gives them a precedent to remove preseason games in the future, which they've been trying to do for years with their CBA. There was so a the quote e from uh, Rodney Harrison earlier on saying, in football, you have to breathe on people, you have to tackle people, you spit on people, guys have cuts, guys cough. It's like, I don't know how we're going to have a season like that. So um, I'll just refer them to our previous topic, the UFC. So the UFC has been has managed to put on fights where you literally bleed on each other, literally, and nobody has contracted the virus. But that doesn't mean that nobody, nobody. can. You're also talking. You also like, have a far less people involved in in a fight. Uh, but I'm saying zero. Then, yeah, you got 200 what? people on the like both sidelines for an NFL game, right? So I understand. I understand. The WWE, so maybe, the WWE is an, has had an outbreak already. But that's because it's WWE and they don't give a fuck. That's also true. They don't give a shit. Yeah. The, the UFC has done it perfectly. Now, the counter argument to the UFC being safe is golf. What is more social distancing than golf? There's four guys on the PGA that got that got Solitaire. the virus. Yeah. Because yeah, the Solitaire thing is, is very the social. Thing, the thing is, is that you need to consider Pokemon Go. You need to consider more than just the action during that sport. Like the entourage of a full like the team is 53 players plus all the coaches plus whatever else you know strength and conditioning guys all of that that ecosystem oh your your bubble is 100 people <laughs> so if one person goes out and breaks quarantine and brings covid back you now have potentially 100 people who are able to spread the virus i get that but Maybe it's just because I want it to happen. Oh, I want I, it to happen too. Don't get me wrong. I I'd love for it to happen. I'm tired of this shit. That's why I came to the studio today. I think if anybody's willing to take the risk, should be willing to take the risk, it's the most healthiest people in the world, which is professional athletes. But you put them in a bubble. Now, I will not fault anybody for not wanting to play though. If the NFL says, we're going to put it on, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, NBA as well, DeMar DeRozan doesn't have to play. Zimmerman... Uh, for uh, the Washington Nationals, I said, "Listen, I'm not taking the risk. I have, I, ha I have my family at home. I have kids. Carey I have my Price said something similar for the hat. Yeah, Carey Price. Is, it looks like he's not going to show up. So I understand that, and I won't fault you for not showing up. It's just the the leagues should be able to do something to put on some, put on the events. If you decide to show up and work, that's on you. I will say, Carey Price joins the rest of the Montreal Canadiens teammates in not showing up." <laughs> Uh, Olympian ice gods. If the players ratify a new NHL and NHLPA collective bargaining agreement, we could potentially see the NHL players return to the Olympics for 2022 and 2026. Essentially, fuck you, Russia. We skipped you. Back to regular programming. Love the question it. becomes, what are the players giving up to go to the Olympics? So I've always uh, said that the Olympics should not be for professional football players, uh, hockey players and basketball players. I don't think that players in the NBA should go to Brazil, wherever the, the, the Olympics are going to be, and just destroy everybody. Like so, I, well, wait, I have, I have a counter-argument to that because um, if you don't allow pro athletes, not just NBA, but pro athletes to play in the Olympics, the rest of the world is at an extreme disadvantage because the best players in Spain, the best players in mm -hmm. Italy, I they all that. play in pro leagues. And so, the NCAA so, is an unpaid pro league, so the Americans have an even greater advantage if it's just college players. So I, I, I agree to that. The only thing is, I think that they should maybe make a limit on the age, and maybe yeah. maybe not maybe twenty five and under, and those are your guys. And Portugal. and at least twenty. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but twenty five and under is good. But twenty five and under gets a lot of those young stars. Mm -hmm. It gets you can probably get a few young kids out there like Lafreniere would make Team Canada, mm -hmm. example. You know what I mean? These these are these are the things that and I'm thinking about. It's just the World Juniors it, every four years. No, World Juniors is World Junior. You play you're 18 and under. Yeah, the thing so. is, um, I'm kind of torn because I I remember the Olympics where I was waking up at like five in the morning. 
to discover Paul Correa and Team Mussolini before ever watching them play yeah. uh, in the NHL. So I have fond memories of that. But I also have fond memories watching the Dream Team. It was when else would you ever watch Jordan and and Barkley and, and Ewing all on the same court? Oh, it's fun. It's Magic great. Johnson I remember. Like that's I remember 2010 like it was yesterday when Canada won the gold medal against the USA yeah, on Canadian awesome. soil. Amazing. Again, awesome. let Crosby, two of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. Like how do you not how do you not love that? You but know what I'm saying? But, like it's your chance to finally yeah. like see like essentially a, a fantasy squad actually take the field, take the court, take the ice. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you made this team, you're already one of the best players in the fucking world unless your name is Chris Kunitz and Crosby just wanted you on the team. And last topic for today, gambling with your health, literally. Officials say that young people in Alabama are having what they're calling COVID-19 parties, where partygoers take part in a disturbing competition where some people who are there have coronavirus and some do not, but nobody says who. And then whoever get, gets a positive test result first wins a prize in the form of cash. So everyone basically antes up. So you're quite literally betting that you're going to catch corona before everyone else, and that gets you cash. Why wouldn't you, get, why wouldn't you give the one to the last one? Like, why wouldn't you give the money to the, to the last one to contract it? Like, you, you come up with a time limit of, like, three weeks, and, like, whoever's the last case in three weeks, then you're the one. You win. Or two know, weeks it, or whatever it, it is. To me, it just sounds like an excuse to stick your tongue on everyone's throat as fast <laughs> as you can. Well, that's every college party ever. Terry. I mean, I it mean, is Alabama, right? So I guess if your mom gets it, your whole family's going to get it for the same reason of you're sticking your tongue on Jesus everywhere. Christ, Eagle. The worst. The worst. And that's in the rapid fire. Can we not end on incest? <laughs> no, I mean, we cannot. Thank you, Terry, for joining us via um, telecommute. Hopefully next time you will actually make the commute and listen to our uh, telephone meetings. Um, you wrong about by the way. Eagle, maybe next time you can uh, start your 40-second walk 40 seconds earlier and actually be on time. Um, I have been Bees. You've been Terry. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. And you've been I mean, you did it, so can we do it again? Hot Sports! <laughs>